Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Friday so far. And you know what? Do not judge me for one single second. I will debate you until I'm blue in the face. That is a hit. Rebecca Black's Friday is a hit. There is no denying it. Yes, people fucked with her. People gave her a hard time. Trolled her big time on Twitter and Facebook. But you know what? More people know who Rebecca Black is is. And even if it's a bad song, even if it's one of those campy, cheesy songs that everybody makes fun of, you know it. You know that song. So what does that say? It had that little kicker. It had that pop. People loved it. Even though you may hate it, when you hear it, you know exactly what song it is as soon as this bitch starts singing. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh. Gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl. Gotta Guess what? Rebecca Black is not eating shredded mini wheats for cereal in the morning. The bitch is so rich she could have scrambled eggs made out of bald eagle eggs. You know what, Rebecca? I'm okay with being a kept man. I'm one of your biggest fans. I think Friday is a masterpiece. This is your symphony. This is your coup d'etat. This is the plateau for you, but I think you can get higher, Rebecca. Hell, I'll help you write a song about goddamn Leap Day if you take me on as a kept man. Taking on and on, everybody's rushing. Gotta get down to the bus. As of April of 2020, Rebecca Black is worth almost $3 million. Think about that, guys. This was a joke. What a great investment on her mom's part. Her mom spent $4,000 for someone to write, produce, and film the music video for the song Friday. $4,000. And now her daughter is worth $3 million. This bitch is never riding a bus again because she only travels in a Bugatti Veyron. Gotta catch my I see my friends kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Gotta make my mind up. Which seat can I take? To all you dickheads out there that trolled Rebecca Black, said this song was horrible and had no meaning, listen to those lyrics. Listen to this lyric, and I'll explain on the back end. Gotta make my mind up. Which There's a fine balance when you're first starting out a podcast and building an audience. You want to be on the edge, but you don't want to go so far over the edge that's going to turn people off or alienate people. That's why I try not to talk about politics. But when I do talk about politics, I preface that I don't support any of them because I think they're all scumbags. I think all politicians are fucking scumbags. They do not care about you. They only care about the people that give them money to 
get reelected. But I'm about to drop some truth bombs on you. Uh, and you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. I'm going to say something and you guys would all do it even though you would not admit it. You would murder a perfectly healthy, white, Caucasian baby, a newborn, wrapped in clothing, left on the side of the street. You would take a knife and jab it in that infant's little baby heart to be able to be transported back to when you were 13, where the only problem, the biggest problem you had is that you couldn't decide what seat you should take. It's Friday, Friday. See, I'm disappointed in myself as a broadcaster because I gave you too easy of a scenario of what you would do to be back as a 13-year-old girl where your only worry was which seat you took in your friend's car. I'm just disappointed in myself because it's too easy. Yes, anybody would kill a baby left on the street. If it's left on the street, it's considered homeless and nobody gives a damn about the homeless. They're faceless, they're nameless, and everyone things are a drain on society. So scratch that. I would edit it, but I'm trying to give you my first reaction. So what I'm saying is I apologize. I let you down as a broadcaster because I gave you too easy of a scenario of what you would do. Because if you're giving that scenario, you got to make it something really, really bad that you would have to do to be a 13 year old girl again. And your only problem was what seat you should take in your friend's car. Maybe I should have given you a different scenario like a baby left in a manger with three wise men and it was born from a virgin woman. Nobody knows how she got pregnant even though that this whole story is so goddamn ridiculous that a woman that had never had her cherry pop had the Lord and Savior baby Jesus. Maybe Mary wasn't a virgin. Maybe God's dick is so small that it felt like she was still a virgin. Yes, I'm going with God has a small dick theory. That's what I'm standing by. She was not a virgin. It's just God had a small dick. I'm off my game today because I just gave you even a more easier scenario of the baby left on the street. Because who wouldn't kill a baby Jesus born from somebody that had never had sex before? To be 13 years old again and your only problem being what seat you should take in your friend's car. I would kill an imaginary baby as well too. If you have faith in science, it might be hard to understand why people would gather like this while a deadly virus ravages America. I don't want you guys to think that I'm anti-American. We still live by far in the only superpower on the face of this earth right now. We still live in the greatest country in the world. But you have to realize this is the type of shit that Americans do that makes other citizens, other people of other countries hate us so goddamn much because we have so much freedom. We have more freedom than any other country in the world. But 
But us as Americans, which is good because we always want better, but I don't also don't understand that, that we just sit around and take the bullshit that politicians that we have in this country, we just eat it up like it's goddamn pizza or lasagna or something like that. So what I'm saying is these people want to fight for their rights just because we're trying to look out for you guys and don't want you outside because of this pandemic. And then also, I know it's kind of petty, but these fucking assholes that are honking their horns for a protest, even if I believed in what you believe in, you just honking your goddamn horn. I'm so stubborn, which is is one of my bad things about my personality. I will vote opposite. I will take the opposite view or opinion or stance of you just because you're out there honking your fucking horn in a protest. Similar protests are happening across the country. Some people are here because of genuine fears about job losses and economic recession. Others are also here to push views on perennial American issues, always ready to voice their distrust in authority, disregarding the medical experts. If asymptomatic people go back to work, they could infect other people who could die. Okay, that's an interesting hypothesis. It's a fact. Yeah. Sure it is. Did we really gain our independence back in 1776 with the Revolutionary War against Great Britain? Or did Great Britain just see the path that we were on? They could see the future of Americans, the first settlers here, the 13 original colonies. They could see and tell that we were on a path of American retardation here in this country. This is a broadcasting station, the one that's doing this report in the United Kingdom. It's Sky News. So I'm sure that the Brits are back back at home, in quarantine, eating their tea and biscuits and having a good laugh. They are laughing at us, looking at the average American citizen in their opinions. By the way, this guy that she's interviewing has a straight up AR-15 wrapped around his shoulders. You don't believe that? That's science. That's, That's indisputable. Interesting. That's interesting. If they're asymptomatic, how do they know that they have it? I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. My dad has guns. I have guns. I support the Second Amendment. But let me ask you a question. Why do you have to carry an AR-15? Yes, I know it's your right. It is your God-given right as an American citizen to be able to carry an AR-15. That's I'm, I'm not against AR-15s, but why have an AR-15 on your shoulder at a peaceful protest? If you wanted to bring a gun to protect yourself, bring a handgun, bring a concealed weapon, something that you can use. Do you know what you're doing? You are an attention whore. You are a straight-up, street-walking whore. You're easy. You want to get fucked, and that's what... You're you're doing. You bring out that AR-15 because you want your picture taken by the photographers for the newspapers. You want to be interviewed by the TV or radio stations. You're an attention whore. You wear that because you want people to see you, look at you. And also, this guy is dressed up in fatigues. Not fatigues, but he's wearing like a, a tactical vest. Why? You're doing nothing but trying to get attention and get interviewed. And it's a big, hey, look at me moment. And I would have a lot more respect for you if you were just honest and tell the truth and say, that's what I'm doing. I don't want anybody to think I'm a hypocrite because I've spent over 20 years at a radio station and I know more than anybody. I know how to get attention better than anybody by doing something stupid or outrageous to get attention. And this guy, he's dressed up like he's ready to go to war. It looks like he's never served a day in his life. And he doesn't have to serve a day. 
to exercise his Second Amendment right. And please, I'm going to say this again because I don't want you guys labeling me as anti-Second Amendment or anti-gun because I'm not. I own guns. My dad owns guns. My dad has a couple of AR-15s. I'm not anti-AR-15. I think you should be able to own any gun you want to. I'm just calling out this poser for going to a peaceful protest with his fucking AR-15. If you wanted to carry a gun, you could carry a sidearm that people would not see. You're wearing that AR-15 because it's a big sign that will attract all the reporters because the reporters are whores just like these people with the ARs. They're looking for the dumbest Americans that they can interview. That's what they do. That's their job. That's why they make the big bucks exploiting dumb Americans. Well, they don't. That's the point. So it's mysterious. So it's just this thing that they're saying. So what? Is this all a big conspiracy theory? It's your conspiracy theory. Look, I'm a big proponent of the First Amendment, especially what I do for a living with this podcast, working on radio, all the stuff that I do. I think people should be able to say what they want. Unpopular speech is protected by the First Amendment. But I'm starting to think every single day, the more and more I hear these dumb fucking conspiracy theory people. And you know what? There's probably some of those conspiracies they say are true. But how would we know? They've muddied up the water so goddamn much. You don't know what's real or not real. And I also think, hell, this is a conspiracy theory. I think these conspiracy theory people are plants from one of the political parties. I don't know which one. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that. But I'm thinking either the Republicans or the Democrats said, hey, what can we do to give ourselves a little bit of insulation of any of these stories break out? And if it's something we don't like and it buries us, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Fake news. That's the buzzword that Trump likes to use. He never like debates or gives a rebuttal proving that he's right. If you get Trump in a corner, his go-to word is fake news, CNN, MSDNC. That's what they're calling MSNBC now, MSDNC. Ha ha, how creative. The Republicans need to get some better joke writers, but that's what it's come to right now. I really do think that these conspiracy theory people are plants from either side of the political party line. Any organic element to this is being seized upon by conservative groups, using their nationwide networks to coordinate gatherings, making the sentiment seem bigger than the polls suggest. I've only met him once before, but this would have been a perfect public promotional appearance if Matt from Hornblasters, and if you don't know who Matt from Hornblasters is, Matt, he started a company. I think his shop started out in Zephyr Hills when he when he first started out, but now he is a national company shipping products all over the country, and Matt designed this system for train horns. You know those loud-ass train horns? He designed a system and a product for you to be able to easily connect a train horn system to your truck. Colton, Colton from the Bubba Love Sponge Show, his dad has one on his truck. You know the train horn that Bubba hits all the time to wake people up when they fall asleep in the studio? That's all from Matt and Horn Blasters. If you want to check out their website, hornblasters.com, and if you want hours of entertainment, go to their YouTube channel. I think they got over like 40,000 subscribers right now, but they go out and they scare people with this train horn. 
horn. People that don't even see it coming, they'll go to like a shopping plaza and they'll just drive around and then people walking in front of them, not knowing what's about to happen and that and them will blast them and scare the shit out of them with the train horn on their truck. There may be a hundred or so protesters here and in similar small protests across the country, millions of Americans are staying at home and they don't want restrictions to be lifted. This doesn't even sound anything like Virginia. It sounds like Fifth Avenue in Manhattan with a bunch of Pakistani cab drivers in a rush to get home because his wife at the beginning of the week said, hey, Friday, honey, don't forget, Friday is spicy chicken curry night. Don't be late. Most people know the virus itself will determine when normality can resume. These protests are being amplified by right-wing media and the president himself. Virginia! Experts say Virginia is in no position to do what these people are asking. I mean, there's a lot of things we ask Virginians to do, like bathe, brush your teeth, not commit hate crimes. Do they listen then? No. So why would they listen now? Like so much in America, coronavirus is now a partisan issue, with more Democrats than Republicans feeling extremely concerned about it. But this virus does not discriminate. With well over 40,000 deaths and numbers still rising, these people are going to have to wait. Amanda Walker, Sky News, Richmond, Virginia. Interior crocodile alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. <laughs> I'd like to add something to the long list of people's evidence that the political system is rigged. I've been a big fan of Anderson Cooper. You know, the right wing does not care for him that much. Maybe it's because he came out and said he was gay. But I think Anderson Cooper is a classy, well-established reporter, and he does a good job. He will press people, ask them follow-up questions when they say something stupid. But and if the political system isn't rigged? How do you explain people, American citizens on the local, state, and government level, national level, how do we elect imbeciles to office? Case in point, the Las Vegas, Nevada mayor. Every one of those lives is a tragic loss, but when you count 150 versus 2.3 million, you have to say, okay. we have to open up. Even this dumb broad, the mayor of Las Vegas, does not believe that it is time to open up. You want to know why? she wants to open up let me break it down to you look at it in a logical fashion she is the mayor of the city with the most casinos in the united states of america these casinos which i know for a fact i can't prove it and i don't know it as fact but i would almost guarantee you that these casinos have donated money to her campaign they helped her get reelected or get elected i'm sure their random bags of cash are left on her front doorstep. It happened. This is the reason that this bitch wants to get back to work. Does she think it's right? No, but she doesn't want that cash flow when she goes to get reelected, get messed up. She does not want that pipeline of money being cut off. We have to right. go back. Our bus drivers, our But hasn't it been because of social distancing?
distancing that the numbers have been what they are. How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Citizens of Las Vegas, did you hear that? Your mayor, the person you voted into office, wants your city to be a control group. Guinea pigs. They want to see if social distancing works or not. Even the Tuskegee Airmen think that's a bad take. Anybody who knows anything about statistics knows. By the way, I don't want to be called out if any of the clones are listening to this podcast, but I'm a big Jim Rome fan. The uh-oh, that's Carl Lewis. He plays that on his show all the time. That's kind of like a homage to Mr. Rome, Romy himself. And I also use another Rome reference by saying the Tuskegee Airmen even thought that was a bad take. That for instance, you have a vaccine. You're offering you the, real the vaccine. citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group to see if your I theory on social distancing no, works no, no, or doesn't no, work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't flatter yourself, lady. You're the wrong sex. You're a female. Anderson Cooper has no interest putting anything in your mouth. And by the way, you did say it. We offered to be a control group. See, this is why people are fed up with politicians. They lie so much that they'll say something to you 20 seconds later that you know you heard and is being recorded visually and audioly. So how how can you deny that? And they have enough balls to come back and say, no, I didn't say that. And what they do is they play this word game where I didn't say I wanted to be. I said we offered. But if you offered, that means you wanted to be. Fuck me with this lady. She is a dumb bitch. You just said, said we'll said be a control I group. Offer, excuse me. What I said was I offered to be a control group and I was told by our statistician you can't do that. And I said, oh, that's too bad because I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar and then you get those that actually get the shot. We would love to be that placebo sides you have something to measure against. This mayor has to have an unhealthy foot fetish with the amount of times she's put her foot in her mouth. Not foot, her feet. So all you, the data until You want to get the placebo. You don't want to get the actual... Also, if you pay attention as Americans and do the research and try to figure out how the political system works or how political people think, politicians think, just listen. This is part of the political playbook. When you're you're getting pressed on a question because you said something stupid and Anderson's coming back with a follow-up, your automatic go-to, just like fake news is with Trump, they come back and say, hey, are you going to let me finish? Are you going to let me finish? Group who gets the placebo, by the way, usually gets the short end of the stick. A friend in need, a friend indeed. Listen, I like you guys. You guys have supported my podcast. You support all the content that I'm putting out, you know that I'm hustling. You respect me as a broadcaster, and I'm just being real with you. I'm being open and honest. What I'm about to do to you, I'm just giving you a warning. I'm about to blow your mind. And you're probably, "Eh, how are you going to blow my mind, Tuttle? You're not like a hypnotist or illusionist. You're not a magician. Yes, I'm not a magician. You are correct. I'm not a magician. And just to give you heads up. I love Anderson Cooper, but that bitch from Las Vegas, she can fuck off. She's dumb as shit. I ain't playing any more of her stuff because Anderson is just batting her around
around like a goddamn cat toy. So uh, you already know what's going to happen there. But they brought up, and this is how my ADHD works. If you've ever wanted to understand somebody with mental problems or somebody with ADHD, and me being in radio, I look at different topics, especially being a co-host. You have to constantly be listening to the host for opportunities or things that'll pop into your brain and you'll be able to comment on or say something funny and get that high, that high of telling that joke where everybody in the room laughs. You know, one of the best things and one of my favorite things of working with Bubba from uh, the Bubba Radio uh, Network and the Bubba the Love Sponge is one of my favorite things about Bubba, and you guys can tell him this. This is my favorite thing about Bubba. Bubba's always been nice to me. He's given me a lot of opportunities, but the thing that, that I got the most enjoyment out of was commenting off of something he would say and then me making a joke that got a pop. Blitz would laugh. Caveman would laugh. Manson would laugh. But Bubba has this unique voice. And if you're a listener of the Bubba the Love Sponge show, you know what laugh I'm talking about when it comes to Bubba. Bubba has that laugh. And Bubba does not get give you pity laughs. He does, If you tell a bad joke, Bubba will be all over that and bust your balls like a motherfucker. He will let you know when a joke sucks. But when you tell a good joke, a joke that resonates with everybody in the studio, because us as radio people, we don't get that reaction from the listeners. Like a stand-up comedian, he can hear people laughing in the audience. Like, for example, these talk show hosts during this pandemic right now, these talk show hosts insist on doing a monologue. Bad idea. You have no crowds. You have no laugh track. You can't get a reaction. And these TV guys, maybe they've done some radio, but they don't know how it feels to tell jokes without getting a reaction and knowing if they're good or not. That's everyday life for a radio guy. So back to what I'm, this is my ADHD again. It is going crazy. I've lost my spot. Sorry, I got caught up again. God, do, do I need to take more Adderall or am I taking too much Adderall? All right, I was able to reset. Yes, so what I was saying in a roundabout way is that one of my favorite things was when you would get that stereotypical genuine laugh from Bubba. Bubba has a certain laugh. And when you hear that laugh, you did good, boy. You did good. So kind of backtracking a little bit, knowing about things. So I heard Anderson Cooper and that woman, the mayor of Las Vegas, talking about a placebo. And why I'm going to blow your mind here is all those moments will happen. You'll come across flipping through the TV channel and you'll see that movie that you loved in present day. But it's been so long, you've forgotten about it. When you see that movie, you remember every single bit of that. How is that possible? You've not thought about that movie. Yes, it's somewhere in your brain. It's somewhere in your noggin locked away. And when you see that on the movie screen or the guide and you say, hey, I love that movie. I remember that movie. I've not thought about it for about 20 years. What the fuck happened? So when I heard these people talking about placebo, me working, when I started in radio, my first radio station was an alternative rock station. I grew up listening to a lot of rap, a lot of country, a little rock and roll. So I had to learn these bands. Ron and Fez, Ron Bennington said, if you're going to work at a music station, you got to know the music that your format's playing. So I learned these in one of those alternative bands. 
Alternative was great in the late 90s. You didn't have those big super bands like Pearl Jam or Nirvana. You didn't have that, but you had those small little independent alternative bands. And one of them was the band Placebo. And this song, Pure Morning, was on heavy rotation at the Crow in Daytona Beach. So was he trying to say that the best thing you could possibly have was a chick that was your friend that you possibly could have sex with, but her having weed is better? Alright guys, I think I'll let you down on that one. I built it up like it was going to be one of these big things, but when I heard them talking about placebo with Anderson Cooper and the chick uh, that's the mayor of Las Vegas, this is the first thing that popped into my head. I'm starting to lose my voice. Guys, I hope you guys have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Go to my YouTube page, TuttleTV.com. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Please do that. Help me spread the word. I'm not even going to give you my PayPal account because my voice is shot. I've been talking to too many people on the phone, and I got to cut that out. I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. See ya.